Well, welcome to Hot Topic. Uh, I'm Pete G, and uh, tonight um, delighted actually to be talking to Councillor Martin Halliday of Paraparamu. Hi, Martin. How are you? Hey, Pete. I'm good, thanks. And welcome to Hot Topic. I'm and not good. I'm great. You know why I'm great? Because <laughs> I'm on the Carpety Coast, and it's an awesome uh, day. Well, well it's an awesome night, should we say. Having uh, <laughs> just driven up here from Wellington, I can say that it's probably going to be at least another five degrees warmer up here than it was down there, yeah, and that's normal. Be. So <laughs> one of the reasons why I try and make sure I get here at least once uh, once a week. So anyway, Martin, um, I got a surprise the other day when I suddenly realised that uh, later on uh, this year, the um, council elections are coming up. They certainly again. are. They've come around very, very quickly. And uh, just as an, um, as an aside of how quickly they have come along, um, it is about just after the um, point of you being elected to council, uh, that we had our last chat, and um, it doesn't seem that oh, gosh, long ago. I thought we'd have one since then. Yeah. Crikey. So it's really quite amazing, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. So the first thing I'm going to ask you is, um, as a new councillor coming into a seat um, on a council and having had no local body um, politics experience at all prior to that, how did you find the experience? Um. Oh, I've I've been in my own business, small business in the past. You know, I have a hospitality background, and I'm usually a boots all in sort of person, you know, mm. and figure it out as I go. Um, so, should we say I wasn't intimidated moving into the role, but then again, seeing the role very quickly it becomes very intimidating mm. because it's a whole new set of skills. It's a whole new set of information, mm. and I very much like to have a handle on what's going on. So, yep. it takes time to develop that bank of knowledge, mm. if you like. Yep. Uh, and that's been the daunting part for me. Um, interestingly, the position's considered part-time. That's remunerated part-time. Mm. Uh, it's officially a, a half FTE. Um, but I've committed to the role full-time. I made that commitment right at the beginning. And um, I've stuck to that. And um, But I tell you what, I take my hat off to anybody who's um, doing a, a, a business on the side uh, or trying to juggle this with full-time commitments because – Again, not having previously been involved, I've been told this particular trine has been exceedingly busy, with, especially with all the reform that's been coming down the tube from central government. Mm. And um, and I read a hell of a lot. I'm uh, taking as much on. I think I'm getting myself educated as quick as I can. I have a firm philo- philosophy to be effective in a thing, you've got to know a thing. True. And um, so I've been really focusing on developing that knowledge. And I think this year has really been the first year um, where I'm not reliant on the notes so much that are in front of me. You know, you come into a council meeting, you can have a 300-page agenda. Um, that's daunting in its own way, but we get through those. Mm. Uh, and then you're asking questions but and, um, and you're referring to things and you're trying to be constructive with regards to um, uh, the conversations that are going on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was a Certainly daunting, but I've been finding it very, very rewarding. I, I um, really like working for our community. I, I like representing our community's views, mm. and I think that can be sometimes clouded a bit when you're in the role because it's very, very easy to be council-encompassed, if you like. Yeah. And yeah. we are there – we are voted by the community, and we're there to represent the view or the interests. We're there to help protect the interests of the community as oh, well. Right. So um, you, I believe, um, last time, I think, which was your second 
um, time at having a go? Yeah, second time having a crack. I did uh, yeah. a, a try beforehand. Um, so you had a go um, at two categories. One was counselor and and Mia. So what are, what are you going for this year? Oh, it's the big the big reveal. Um, yeah. Let's look. It's still my intention to run for the mayoralty again. Right. Um, I'm a firm believer in choice. I think, um, and I, certainly what I learnt when I ran last time was the skill set that I've got, I think, um, fits the role. Uh, I think um, I've got good skills to bring that. And the last three years has been very much a very good learning curve. Mm. So I'm not unhappy that I didn't make the mayoralty last time uh, for the simple reason that um, it's been a very good process of learning how councils work. And all well, that. that would be my first um, point. I mean, it, it would be a bit unrealistic to become mayor of a council when you've had no experience. I mean, that... that I'm not even sure that that's ever happened, has it? Oh, well, look, I look at Mark Blumsky down in Wellington. Mm. You know, um, he's, he's a chap I knew a while back. He came straight into the um, role mm. down there. And it's it, amazing. Well, to me, it's also part of the team that you have around you. Yeah. You know, councillors, um, you know, bring different skills to the table. Mm. Um, and I, I said this in the last election, that look at the people that are putting their hands up and see what skill sets they have. Right. And we've got a nice, diverse skill set around that table at the moment. A lot of people mm. are, are relatively on the same page. Mm. Uh, I don't think the team building's necessarily been strong enough. I don't think the leadership's mm. necessarily been strong enough. Um, but, um, but, you know, generally we've, we've done quite well. Mm. Um, but it has been frustrating as well. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I know... Um, not everyone's uh, declared their intentions, but from what I've heard um, over recent months, um, there's at least two or three that won't be standing again, and um, and of course the mayoralty will be up for grabs as well, by the sound of it. By the sound of it. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of opens the gate a bit for hopefully some some new talent, I would think. Yeah, it's a catch-22. You know, we potentially will use some good, solid institutional knowledge. Mm. And um, one thing I've certainly learned is that institutional knowledge is gold, mm. uh, especially if you've got new councillors coming in mm. uh, that are learning the ropes. Oh, for sure. Um, mm. And, I, look, I guess the other side of the uh, coin from the mayoralty uh, question there, Peter, was uh, I'll be running... At the moment, looking at running for the Paraparumi ward again as well. I've thoroughly enjoyed being the uh, local ward representative uh, right. there as well. Right. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, it's it's it'll be a shame to lose instit- the institutional knowledge that, that's potentially there. Mm. Uh, fresh blood's always good, um, but it, um, but there is a commitment required there as well. Mm. And uh, I think if anyone thinks coming into this role is a cakewalk, so to speak, mm. I think they'll be quite surprised. Mm. Well, I mean, the other thing too, um, and, you know, in the five years that I've been involved with the community up here through this program is that uh, some of the things, decisions and the directions that council have taken on various issues have been contentious to say the least. Yes, yeah, we've we've had we've had our contentious issues this triennium, as well. Teori he springs to mind, uh, the gateway. Um, yeah, that yeah. was um, that was very uh, and 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 I, yeah, it, it's we've also I think done a lot of good work this triennium as well. You mm. know, um, with regards to um, housing, with regards to climate, right. um, and enabling those conversations or enabling the council direction to be moved in that direction. Because right. one thing that I've certainly learnt is that you know councils. 
it's like a large ship, you know. Uh, you can't change it on a dime, you know. Mm. It doesn't turn on a dime. Mm. And you've really got to work through the process to get these things embedded into council, to give council the time to build up programs around them as well. You, they, you can't just resource a thing like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's got to be built in, and then it, 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 there's got to be outcomes that are looked at and agreed on, mm. and, and we move forward for that, mm. uh, housing being the classic example yeah. uh, around that. You've um, you've just mentioned uh, <clears throat> the Gateway Project. I mean, that uh, went through, but with a lot of um, a lot of heartache and a, and a lot of um, you know dissatisfaction in many ways in consultation um, or the lack of. Uh, but however, it, uh, it it did go through roundabout, almost running simultaneously over a period of but over two and a half years has been the airport, <laughs> and. <laughs> I mean, yeah, two and a half years ago, uh, Temerton's came along and and um, took over the uh, Todd portfolio property, of which a portion was, in fact, the Paraparamu Airport. Uh, since that particular time, um, from somebody looking outside, it would appear that virtually nothing has happened. Um, from a council perspective, can you give me some sort of insight into why that could be that situation? Oh, one very, very simple answer to that is that um, council doesn't own it. It's privately owned. Yeah, that's true. Um, and um, so in relation to that, you know, council, I guess council has roles with regards to wanting to encourage businesses uh, to come to the area. Um, I think it's fantastic that Templeton Group are in the area. Uh, they are a cashed up, um, very well respected uh, developer. And I'm expecting some exciting things to come from them. What they are going to be, I don't know. I haven't been no, privy to that. No. I've got a good relationship with Templeton, but no. I have a good relationship with a lot of different groups around the place because uh, I think it's very important to keep a positive uh, a positive flow of information and also a positive dialogue happening. Yeah. Um, I know Templeton Group um, are building that relationship with Pukitapu Hapu, which has been very constructive. And they are um, – and look, we've, we've received a – a heck of a dynamic report back from them with regards to what is Kapiti Airport and the surrounds. It's about an 80, 90-page document. Mm. Really, really interesting stuff. Mm. But these developers move at their pace. And I think it was unfortunate that Tim Costley from the National Party sort of hijacked that process a little bit at the beginning. And rather than giving a, um, uh, this developer a good welcome into Kapiti, we mm. pretty much well didn't give them that much of a friendly welcome. And I think no. that was a bit disappointing. So I'm 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 an open book in this scenario. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what their presentation is uh, when they do uh, get to the point of doing that. Um, we've had presentations from some other groups that have some views around what they'd like to see there. That's their initiative. Some really really interesting stuff in there. But um, as I said to them, you know, um, who's going to pay for it? Um, so it's it's great coming up with these different ideas. But at the end of the day, let's see what Templeton Group's got to uh, put forward. And I'm. Um, We've got the intensification work that's been happening with the growth strategy. Uh, the um, director sort of come down from central government, which was just uh, growth strategy was just empowered uh, last Thursday. We, we brought that into uh, into council, and um, that is talking about intensification. You know, you're talking through the submission processes. We had the 15 minute the 15 minute uh, city. You know, where people can walk. That's what I love about Carpety, being ex-Wellingtonian, and I say ex-Wellingtonian, love Wellington to bits, but I love Carpety because I'm from a, I'm a Johnsonville boy, you know, uh, it's, it's it's warmer up here, it's flat, we're on a beach, you know, we've got all this wonderful um, eco environments around us that we can utilise, yeah. and what a great place to work from home from, and True. I always knew that it would be um, 
uh, a well-kept, you know, Kapiti, to my opinion, has been a very well-kept secret. Um, and that, that secret's out of the bag, and we're seeing that in house prices, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, and Transmission Gully hasn't even opened yet. So, mm. um, But positioned from a place to a great place to call home, a great place to raise a family, and a great place to run your business, or a great place to work from home, I think Kapiti is just ideal. Mm. Um, but coming back to Templeton Group, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing what they bring to the table. Mm. And, um, and there'll be a process around that. Mm. Uh, I think councils, well, I hope councils open to it. We've got, op- look, there's two aspects to council. There's, there's the governance and there's operations. From a governance perspective, uh, my personal opinion, we want to keep those relationships open. From an op- operational perspective, I would hope that, um, anyone that's bringing a positive, um, a positive, uh, business to the area, uh, well, gets a good look and a good shake, um, of things with council, uh, from an operational perspective as well. Yeah, true. Um, over the next 10 years or so, it's projected that the population will increase by some 30,000 new residents. I mean, that's quite significant. At this point in time, if you, um, take the possibility of some of the airport land being used for residential. Does the council at this particular point in time have any idea of other areas where they could put 30,000 people? Yeah, look, definitely. So we've just landed um, our growth strategy, as I said, mm. and that ena- and the um, the... Director from government, if you like, uh, we changed from greenfields to more intensification. And so you're talking your townships, um, and you've got, well, you've got your, should we call it our city centre being Paraparumu, uh, around your trans- transport hub, um, is, you can go up to eight stories. I, I think you can maybe have to go up to 12 stories, but I think definitely eight. Mm. In your lo- local townships, you can go up to six stories. That's down Paraparaumu Beach. I mean, that's that's Otaki Township. You know, uh, yeah. you know, that's Ramati Township. That mm. so, so that intense, the ability for intensifications being enabled um, through the um, upgrades to the district plan because we've only just landed the district plan after ten years, and and your your um, time frame for that's actually thirty years uh, for the thirty thousand people. Is it? So, yeah. what, what, guess what I'm saying is, there's a lot of ability now to go up, mm. uh, not just sprawl. I mean, could you see Capity as Gold Coast. No, surface. I certainly don't want to see Capri's Gold Coast <laughs> far from. In fact, if anything, I was pushing back against the um, building heights down by the beach area, and right. we've got climate change to uh, take into consideration yeah, around that. Yeah. Um, but that will be as it is because governments come across now, and you know, three, three, uh, three buildings, three stories up on any section on the Carpety Coast. Um, unintended consequences around that are going to be quite interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just it's really loose. Mm. It's really shaking the tree and loosening things up. So um, we, um, as council, want to enable. Um, the ability for that growth um, and those key, I mean in the, I guess later on in the plan we're looking at potentially Te Horo being a new railway uh, interchange, you know and a, and a town potentially being there as well but that's a lot further on down the track Yeah. Uh, at the moment, um, we just want to make it a little bit easier for developers uh, to be able to have that intensification but closer to the city centre and closer to our transport because that's, mm. that's a crucial thing here Yeah. around yeah. climate, around housing is is how do we get a, is is that transport scenario? Uh, that's why, and and it'll shout out to Gwyn Compton here. You know the uh, importance of us getting um, that rail link up to Otaki, uh, that double rail link up to Otaki, so the Otaki connects up. You've got the transmission gully kicking in at some stage, yeah, and you've got the Otaki bypass kicking in this year. Yeah, so it makes sense to have rail up to speed at the same time. Well, you know Otaki is not 
on the outer skirts now. It's not. People could live in Levin and mm. go and work in Wellington mm. now. Mind you, after saying that, we look at the um, the dim, the uh, dynamics of of that COVID's brought with regards to working from home. Yeah, true. It's yeah. Uh, there's some significant um, dynamics and paradigm shifts going on at the moment, which mm. will be interesting to see whether we go back to well, what is the new normal? Very true. Okay, well, we've got some bullet point um, sort of questions here for you, just things that have um, popped up uh, that, um, you know, require some... Fire away, Pete, fire away. We'll see how we go. Interesting answers. And the first one is um, what your thoughts are on the council's projected idea of the climate change and, accordingly, being carbon neutral by 2025. Well, interestingly enough, we had this conversation not long ago in council, okay. um, and um, we gave a stare, actually, um, with regards to that. There are two aspects to this. There is the council being carbon neutral by 2025, and there's our district uh, taking on board mm. sustainability, carbon neutrality, and they're two very, very different conversations. Yeah. Council's come a long way. We're, we're very much up there with regards to our carbon reduction. Will we be carbon neutral by 2025? Yes, we can be, because we can buy credits that yeah. will make us tech, that will, that will yeah. make us carbon neutral. Yeah. Councils elected us uh, around the table elected not to go down that pathway because we feel it's a bit of, like, a bit like cheating. Um, well, we so we'll get closer to it, um, but I don't think we'll quite get there. Uh, then again, you know, I know council is working towards um, initiatives that will help empower that as well. Yeah. It takes time for that change. Uh, having uh, Councillor Hanford in there has really been – she's fantastic at keeping that conversation front and centre. That's her portfolio. Uh, and um, and councils responded to that. Um, you know, we, we're getting electric vehicles in there. We've got charging stations happening. You know, we, the decisions that we make in council um, have a component of how does this affect climate? Yeah, okay. how does this affect our responsibility? Yeah. So – Will we be carbon neutral by 25? Yeah, we could be by, by buying the credits. Um, mm. But we're going to get pretty close without doing that. But it's always that last bit's the hard part. Mm. And it might take a little bit longer. Okay. The T New Hunger Community Centre. I don't know anything about that, so I'm going to be steered by you on, on this. Um, first of all, what is it? And, and it's, obviously it's something that's become quite important over recent times. Um, can you just explain? Oh, look, Tenafanga Community Centre. Um, mm. it's, it's closed at the moment. Um, so we've had the unfortunate incident. Well, I'll, I'll wind it back a little bit. Mm. So council took over the um, community centre, and I was quite hot on this when I was running for council, uh, that, that something be done in this space. And it had sort of moved a little bit more into a, should we say, corporate space where it was more of a renting about rooms. Well, one of the um, positives out of COVID was that um, the focus for that space turned to more social orientated, and that was coming along really, really well as a as a uh, connector and as a um, uh, as a social hub. Right. But then we've had this black mould um, uh, episode there, and yeah. we've had to close it. Right. And I'd say there's not it's not going to come back from that. Mm. So um, fortunately, um, we were able to secure funding for that in the long term plan for replacement. So there's five million dollars in the long term plan budget over the next two years, I think, right. with regards to and and the work's just started with regards to looking at what can a community centre look like in that space. Okay. So um, that's sort of where we're at with that. So I'm great. I'm very happy that we've secured the funding to ensure that that's going to happen. What's that going to look like? I'm not sure. Right. Um, but great that we're moving in that direction and fantastic that we're able to secure the funding for that. Good, good. Um, apparently a new community board um, mooted for 
rail meeting? Um, it is. We will find out about that on April the 10th. Uh, the Local Government Commission came through about three weeks ago. Um, there were some submissions held there. Um, Bede from um, <laughs> Ramati Business Association, front and centre. Uh, excuse me. Um, but, um, look, that's going to be very, very interesting. Um, I've certainly supported that. I mean, a lot of people looked at what we initially put out for consultation as being a big slap in the face for the community. Uh, we, were, we, we had quite stringent sort of guidelines with regards to what we could and couldn't look at. Um, perhaps we could have uh, put some more time into looking at some other alternatives. In hindsight, that would have been quite nice. But again, mm. first time through this process. Um, but putting out there something that was quite different, we certainly invoked a lot of debate, and that was really the aim. Okay, here's what we could do, boof, you know, and, uh, but people were sort of really pushed back against that. We've got a discrepancy in Waikanae, that's a bit, um, a bit of an issue, and uh, it's going to be up to the local government to look at a, perhaps a way to address that, because we find it very, very difficult to address that. By what the, is the issue? Oh, look, they, there's a plus or minus rule of 10%, right. uh, and um, I think Waikanae is at about minus 26%, which means that it's underrepresented. Oh, okay. And um, and it's not a simple fix because you've got to start moving boundaries, and, you've got, and it impacts on the, the mm. roll on impact is, uh, mm. is quite significant. Uh, otherwise, you could just do away with local council, ward councillors. Mm. You could have 10 mm. district wide councillors, and you could allocate. There's all sorts of things you could look at. Right. But um, so it'll be interesting to see what the local government commission comes back about that. But around the Ramati um, Community Board, um, as ward councillor for Paraparaumu, I'm elected as ward councillor for Paraparaumu, but I'm on the community board for Ramati Paraparaumu. So I think it's about thirty odd thousand people. So, so uh, the, that, that community board, although I'm elected to look after Paraparaumu, I'm also yeah. keeping an eye on Ramati, which I have no problem. Is with. there a conflict there? No conflict no. Um, as such. It's just more workload, um, mm. if you like, which is fine. Um, but um, if you like, I, I've been elected by Paraparaumu people mm. to represent Paraparaumu. Yes. You know, so that I, that is my focus. And um, with regards to the Ramat, it's not that it's not my focus, but um, that's just, that is actually a different ward. So in other words, what you're saying is you have to prioritise. Um, look, definitely. And again, mm. the advantage of uh, being a little bit more full-time, shall we say, is that um, I can put the time into that, which is yeah. which is which is great. And um, it's been great supporting Bede with the development of the Ramati Business Association, for argument's sake, right. and also helping people in the Ramati community. Mm. And look, obviously got a great relationship with Sophie, and Sophie's been very proactive in that space as well, mm. uh, Councillor Hanford, sorry. Uh, and um, But it's going to be, I think, nice to have... Uh, I know Bede Larrisey's putting his hand up. He, he's he's keen as to um, to develop the um, the community the um, community board mm. uh, in that space. And from my perspective, you know, it means that we're focusing on Paraparaumu. They'll be focusing on Ramati. Okay. And then it comes back to what is the role of community boards in Kapiti as well, which I think is another question that mm. um, that needs a bit of discussion. There's some pretty big. Um, talking about nationally now, there's some pretty big projects. Um, lined up which have already um, created a huge amount of debate and certainly not all of it, in fact hardly any of it, um, has been positive. Um, and I'm talking about the likes of Three Waters and the uh, Resource Management Act reform. Mm. Um, I mean, there's fours and against for those. It's, it seems to me, unfortunately, the way the Three Waters thing's been handled by central government has been a, a little bit um, heavy-handed, to say the very least. I know um, from reading uh, what our local mayor thoughts are um, as regards to how it's going to affect Kapiti, uh, he's not at all in favour of it. He believes that the infrastructure here um, doesn't warrant 
anyone else getting in there and meddling with it, particularly if it's going to be at, possibly at um, at uh, Cavity's expense, which it's likely it would be. Um, what are your thoughts on these things? Um, look, again, it's one of the advantages of, of being committing to this role full-time is you do get to um, get along to all these different meetings and everything. Mm. Three water, look, it's not just three, it's local government reform, like you said, the yeah. RMA, three waters, yeah. uh, health reform. It's all going on at the moment. They're and, huge. Yeah. And there's unintended consequences with all that as well. So in other words, a lot of these questionings and all this information comes down to local government from central government. They want answers, mm. but they don't send any funding for these answers. That really comes out of our rates, yeah. which is really annoying. Point in case with the three waters, uh, 1,200 Significant questions were posed to council November, I think, November, December, year before last, which had to be done by February. So, you know, this is after a COVID year. No, no funding to do that. It took a whole mm. department about two months to put them together. Mm. Quite frankly, I think they've been ignored, um, which is really, really annoying for a lot of people. Mm. Um, mm. Three waters. Um, the mayor's dead right. We're, we're from a f- water meters have been a godsend for um, for Carpety. People mm. agree with them, disagree with them at the time. But we're actually – we're on top of our water here mm. and we're on top of our water um, um, infrastructure as well. But there's been a cost for that mm. and, and that's where we've got a chunk of our debt from mm. because um, this, the sort of cost for three waters infrastructure is intergenerational. So it's spread over a long period of time. Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, uh, and we borrow against that. Yeah. Uh, or sorry, don't borrow against yeah. it. We borrow for that. Yeah. And, we, and we spread that cost over that yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so we're, you're right. We are, we are in a good place. So mm. the reform doesn't really work for us as no. such. Um, so this is why the decision around that needs to come from New Zealand Inc., but what we're seeing is, is we had a, a presentation from uh, some v- various groups yesterday around the Three Waters, mm. and um, you know, there's 32 councils that have uh, banded together against the government on this. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. And and the, the views they're putting forward, I think, are quite reasonable. Mm. Um, this has been a funding issue, and um, you know, the, the rates rates are a very blunt tool in these spaces. Mm. And um, the, I think the general opinion is it's a bit like. Um, uh, the roading through entity A or Wakatako Tahi, uh, it's a 50, 50, well, it's a 51 49 percent ratio. Mm. You know, so one of the things that we touted was a similar sort of um, arrangement whereby it's uh, some money's coming from central government and some money's coming from rates. Right. Um, because the rates burden in this space is quite significant. And, yeah, um, and, yeah. um, yeah, so, but it's not going to get any less. I mean, growth does pay for growth, but we have growth coming. So we've got to manage these assets and we need to be working forward. That's True. one of the reasons why we've True. got such a large capital spend at the moment going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, but here, I, look, there's been, I personally think a little, and this is my personal opinion, but the government's been a little bit disingenuous around all this. Um, they are, um, I think there seems to be a little bit of railroading almost going on. Certainly. And it seems to be dressed up. It's not dressed up like that, um, but it is dressed up like mm, that if you've mm, been reading the mm, information. Mm. But also, if you've seen how government's advertising campaign has been, how um, they were pretty much were going to announce this pre-conference last year um, and without councils actually having fed into the process. True. Um, yeah. So it's this, this conversation is really only just getting started, um, but it's going to be very interesting to see how government response to this. I think there's a report. We're, we're getting our response back from the DIA rather than the junior one. It's June today. And there's a um, uh, another report coming out from the um, water, the, uh, the um, group that's been put together to, to um, report back to government on, on councils and, and, and all that sort of stuff. I, I, I've forgotten their name at the moment. That's coming out next week. Okay. So it'd be very interesting to see how government responds to that. Mm. Uh, and then 
yeah, watch the space because we haven't made a decision as a council which pathway we're going down yet. We've been quite happy to just – a lot of people think that we've made a decision around this. We haven't. Mm. Um, the They talk to we, – we've got mechanisms in place that um, mean that we have to have a referendum. And what the government is doing is bypassing that by what they're proposing. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, um, as far as I understood it, um, that was going to be the case with, with all the local authorities. They were all going to do a, a referendum. Mm. We but, have to. A lot of them, that, that's the protection around privatisation. Well, that's what it should be. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's a big concern uh, mm. that, that that process is happening. But, again, if you're looking at this from a national perspective, that's the only way to approach this, potentially. Mm. Mm. Another way is in partnership with your local councils. Mm. So uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. And I guess from my perspective and moving forward, you know, with regards to mayoralty or with regards to um, uh, being a councillor in the coming triennium, you know, I, the accumulation of that information, that's why I was talking about the loss of institutional knowledge before, uh, it's going to be important. Uh, it's going to be important to have an understanding of where we've been, where we're going, uh, and what, where we're at uh, with regards to those conversations. And yep. then, then representing what's good for Kapiti in those spaces. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, that's um, that's great, Martin. It's really good to, um, as I say, after all this time um, to have caught up with you. I think it's timely that this should be happening around about now. Um, everyone's going to start gearing up and um, girding their loins, so to speak, for um, jumping in the uh, the lion's den and um, fighting it out. See uh, see how they uh, how they come out. That's us for this week. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back with another car from um, the Armstrong Motor Group. We're going to have a look at uh, one of their new Volvos uh, next week, which will be really exciting. So watch out for that. But in the meantime, catch us back at the same time next week. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.